there are not enough hours in the day to do everything I want to do. You hear people saying they don't get very much sleep and things. I, I was honestly, for the longest time, functioning on like four hours sleep. I'd study, go and work, and then come home, be a dad, study, then go straight back out to work. I like had severe stress caused by work, and I had no idea what was happening to me at the time. I realized that what I was doing was trying to please other people and these tick boxes that I perceived other people to have for me. It's all about life balance. I get to take my daughter to school, I get to pick her up from school, I get to be a present dad. I want to be a dad and that's my number one. So how can I make that happen? I think this can make that happen, so let's try. 18, 24 months ago, had I thought about going alone, having my own limited company and being my own boss and doing everything myself, that would have scared me to death and now it's all I want and I'm not an actor I'm not a guy who dresses up I'm not this I'm not that and, and it was really powerful to me when I realized I'm just me and everyone's an individual and that's the best gimmick everyone has got rich pit lane Richard I don't know what do you go by what's your what do you prefer to go by um, well, I, I call myself Rich on stream openly, but the sort of the brand is Pit Lane Sim Racing, really. So yeah, I, I I'm quite open to people calling me Rich on stream. It's fine. Cool. I'm gonna call you Rich Rich throughout this yeah. podcast, but yeah. it's such a pleasure to have you on, man. Um, I've been familiar with your journey and story and your content for a little bit. I'm excited to dive in a little deeper about how you got to where you are uh, and, and learn more about that. But I think for for those that are listening right now, it'd be useful to give a bit of context. You know. How long have you been creating content for? Where are you making content? Can you give a little context on that? So I've been making content now really coming up on, well, it's just gone nine years now um, for both my website and the Facebook page. But really historically, mostly created um, content over on YouTube um, for the most part until I really started hitting streaming hard. I'd streamed on every platform you can think of, really, um, for the longest time, just trying to figure things out. Um, but yeah, now it's it's mainly streaming, but also creating videos on, on YouTube as well, so. How often would you say you're streaming? And uh, every, every, well, six days a week, twice a day. Wow, so you're definitely all in on that, that streaming site right now, coming from yeah, the, the Right now, world. yeah, yeah. One of the things that we love to do on the podcast is just take a little step back and down memory lane and just get a sense of where you came from and because there'll be folks listening that you're like, oh, yeah, I grew up near there or whatever it is. Where did uh, where'd you grow up? So I grew up in Cleethorpes in Lincolnshire in the UK. Really? Yeah. So it's a small town, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. seaside town in, in, in uh, like sort of east of England, yeah. And you obviously have your experience with really good weather out there. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a bit rainy. <laughs> yeah, coming from Scotland, I know all too well about how, how bleak the summers are. In uh, yeah, it's not great back home. Um, so, so you grew up there. What was your kind of upbringing like? Were, you know, what was the family? You know, mum, dad. What were they doing? So my dad uh, has worked abroad nearly all of my life, um, all over the place, uh, Singapore, Nigeria, Saudi, um, all over the place in oil and gas. Uh, my mum was a stay-at-home mum. Um, and I was, uh, a little geek <laughs> playing video games, but, uh, also playing rugby and things like that. Cause I'm a, I'm a big guy and that love my rugby. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of how it was. So, you know, uh, with my 
my dad sort of not about he was present but not about uh, and stuff you know uh, there weren't as many sort of family things if you like so i had a lot of time to play video games and whatnot if was there anything inspired you to kind of go down that path because i remember like for me my cousin like he was really into it and that kind of inspired me to get more into it and my dad was a little bit into it like was there anything that inspired you to get into that side into video games yeah so basically when i was really young uh, I had a brother who sadly passed away just over 10 years ago, but um, he was really into Formula One, just like just like me. Like I, I grew up, uh, I was thinking about the other day, most of my earliest memories are of motorsport and my dad and uh, why I'm into it, basically. And my brother was into it and some of my earliest memories of playing racing games with him on a, on a Sega Mega Drive and, and, and things like that. And... There were really sort of formative times for me, if you like, um, because obviously uh, I'm one of these guys who looks up to my dad as my hero sort of thing. So if he was into it, I wanted to be into it. And my brother was also into it. So it's sort of like it's it's very natural for me to to have taken that route, racing and video games sort of thing. Yeah, that's so. funny. Did you, did you watch um, Drive on Netflix? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I'm one of those guys that binge watches that the moment it comes out. It's it's done that evening, yeah, basically. We, we did the same thing. We completely binged it. And I, I, mean, I grew up in the UK, so F1's obviously a, a big sport out, out there. And uh, I kind of lost touch with it ever since I started traveling a lot. Um, and, you know, it just rekindled my love for F1. Uh, so I'm yeah. still, we're actually going to go to the Austin Grand Prix later this year. Um, That'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. I can't wait. So growing up, you were kind of you were into F one. You were kind of into games um, as a kid, but you know, there's life. You gotta you gotta do something with life. Like, did you go sure. to school? What, so what kind of track I, I, were you on there? So I wasn't I wasn't the greatest in school, if I'm quite honest about it, um, um, for many reasons. But I, I lost direction. Basically, I went to school to play rugby, and that's what I did. Uh, basically. Um, but then as I sort of grew up, really the, the step change in my life really was my daughter coming along. Who's, who's like nine now. Um, because at that point my, my dad had been really successful. Um, and then in my head it was like, well, I have to do the dad thing now. Um, so I, I, I think I was like 24, I started my degree and, and things like that, um, and and because that seemed like the route I needed to take to be grown up, sort of thing. Yeah, I mean that's you know. what they tell you, right? At least. So yeah, up until that point, you were you just kind of going in and out of different things. Um, were you playing rugby, semi-pro? What was? Uh, well, I played rugby for quite a long time, but it it was one of these things really because I uh, <laughs> this is going to sound so cliched. I'd not done well at school, so I wasn't doing that much. I I was working and things, but it was just working in warehousing and things like that and um I was always gaming alongside it um always um but at that point streaming wasn't really a thing at all um and to be fair I'm not sure even YouTube particularly was um so it's like gaming was always ever present wh whatever platform I was on online gaming I remember I used to know life battlefield 2 uh all the time uh playing it so much um but yeah, 
uh, yeah, just gaming and, and working generally, basically, up until the arrival of my daughter. Yeah, so I was going to say, one of the things you, you mentioned at the very beginning of the podcast, nine years ago was when you started the journey and your daughter's nine. So it really was, mm-hmm. you know, life-changing moment for you was... Yeah. Yeah, so it was It was basically, I, I remember it very well, actually, very, very well, because uh, when when my daughter was born, we didn't have much money at all because I, I was a student and I was I was working um, as a doorman at the time as well uh, to sort of earn pocket money alongside uh, doing my studies and I was like I, I really want to play a racing game so I went and bought um, a really cheap steering wheel and I'd never had a steering wheel up to that point I played on Xbox on Forza and things on on my um, on my pad but I went and bought a wheel, and I tried a, a service called uh, iRacing out. And that that day, I went home. I did two races, and I went straight back to the shop and exchanged it for a more expensive one because I knew immediately that that was my thing. I got tingles like, when you said that. That was just pretty cool. Yeah, like immediately, and and almost almost as quickly, it dawned on me. I can't be the only one here. And I had a quick Google about uh, for communities and things like that. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to start my own. I'm doing a computer science degree. Why don't I start a website at the same time? And I can I can use that to sort of aid my studies and, and practice and things like that, you know, a bit of scripting or whatever. So That is really yeah. cool. You just took that initiative to go. Was there any visual, like other than that I can pl- practically apply some of the stuff that I'm learning at school, was there any like vision for what this could become or was it like this just makes sense yeah so you know um at the time it was probably i'm trying to think counter-strike source and things like that were big and you had clans and you had guilds in world of warcraft and um and there probably were other communities i couldn't find many if any um so it was just like well why don't i just get people together of this interest instead you know the there's got to be other race fans out there. Um, so, yeah, that's when my website was born, basically. I remember it very well. That's awesome. So the website starts, and you I'm guessing you're a consumer, Not just a, you're not just playing games, but you were consuming content on, was it YouTube and, and things like that at the time? Um, yeah, there was bits and bobs, but it, it really wasn't very high quality. And even so, to be honest, if I go back and look at what I started making early, early doors, oof. Um, but... Um, yeah, there wasn't that much, really. It was still sort of, it's still niche, um, but it was extremely niche at that point. People played racing games, but I used to save, I can't remember how long the clips were on Forza, but there were maybe a minute max, so I'd save 10 of those, and it'd take hours, and then get them onto my PC so I could make a video, and it'd take forever, but, it you know, people weren't doing that, so... um. That's what I started doing. Um, why, why, so you made the website. Was the did you like? I've got this website. I now need to make content for this website, or was it more like I just need a place for other people to like, like a forum type thing? I yeah. So it's, the website was a forum. It was I was I was going to do leagues, which we ended up doing, um, and, and news and things like this. But um, I have uh, this thing in my personality. If I'm doing something, I I do it with everything. And I, I, I don't like to have doubts about how much effort I put in. Like with this whole journey, I've always said, if if at some point it stops, that's fine because I'll be able to go, I gave that everything at least. 
you, you know. So when I started that website, it was like, it was more of a, I, I want to get this out there type thing. So I started making videos. I started trying to make leagues and get people together and going on different forums, not to snatch people, but just to be like, hey, like, let's start a league up and things like this. So... So you were hustling, you were, you were like, you were, you know, grinding basically, like putting all yeah. the work in and make this thing a thing, mm. but you were at school. So you're yeah. juggling this school thing. I am mm. almost positive that this started taking over a little bit and school was suffering. Is that the case or? Not at all. Not at all. What I did was, uh, <laughs> I slept a lot less. So, um, and I, it's still an issue I have. There are not enough hours in the day to do everything I want to do. Um, but that that genuinely was the reality of it. You hear people saying they don't get very much sleep and things. I, I was honestly, for the longest time, functioning on like four hours sleep. Like I was I was hitting it hard and some weekends not sleeping because I'd, I'd study, go and work on, on the doors, on the nightclubs, and then come home, be a dad, study, then go straight back out to work on, on, and yeah, it would be unreal. For I think the, that's something, period. you know, for listeners that it's easy to glamorize like balance and things like that. And, but that's something that, you know, you almost get the luxury of doing later down the line. Once you've kind of gotten things running and you've got success and you can start thinking, okay, like how do I make this better on a, a day to day or a week to week basis? But in sure. that, that upstart phase, when you have other priorities, whether it's school, a job, kids, wife yep it's the idea of balance just doesn't really enter the equation at that point no and from from reading i i like to learn from people so um like kevin hart's autobiography or arnold schwarzenegger's and things like this they're not perfect people but one thing successful people always seem to have in common is that at some point they've worked hard like really hard to to make things happen because no one's going to make things happen for you um so you know you've got to be comfortable with that like with me even now um i'm sure people think you, you hit that live button on obs and and when you click end stream uh that's it you, or you're playing games still or whatever um like i can totally say i finished streaming four hours ago and i've not moved because i'm doing photoshop i'm editing another video i've been on another call and and things like this um it, it's just non-stop all the time <laughs> yeah i think that's something that unless you're in it it's really hard to appreciate as much for the, yeah. the stuff that goes on behind the scenes yeah so, nine years ago you've started this website yep the kid's born you've got this kind of fire it sounds like from your daughter being born mm -hmm. that you're like i'm gonna fucking i'm gonna be i'm gonna you know be a, a great dad i'm gonna all that kind of like stuff mm -hmm. what was the traction like in those early like, did you get any traction because early uh, doors it was difficult but we did i got in very nicely with one of the driving simulators um and and the guy from there is not there anymore but now is is still a really good friend um and i ended up running um, through through pit lanes, um, an officially sanctioned Michelin Clio Cup series, which you know, like that's a big, it, that's a big it, deal. It, Michelin, mm, is, for those yeah. who don't know, one of the top brands in the space. Yeah, and it was it was it was esports before COVID, basically, because that all exploded when that virtual Le Mans and things like this. It all exploded, but I remember. 
oh, this must be seven years ago, us running that, and it was it was incredible. It was absolutely incredible, sort of how how that went because it was a fully officially sanctioned series. Speaking with the guys uh, from from the series and getting the real drivers in and things like that, it, it was it was absolutely mega. Um, and yeah, it carried on and it carried on, but yeah, life life is difficult sometimes, so it, it puts a halt to things sometimes, you know. So, so you um, it, it wasn't you. I'm guessing at this point when you're in school and you're building it, the brand, it's it's nothing life changing at this point. It's more of a passion project and a hobby that's mm-hmm. exciting. As as you kind of got towards the end of school, and I'm guessing school became a little more demanding. Your daughter was young; that's going to be a little yep. more demanding. How were you yep. finding the balance of like you know content versus now it coming down to school? I need to get a job. It's super hard, and it's at one point you know. Um, so I say nine years. If I'm totally honest about it, it is nine years historically, but there was a period of two to three years where I just couldn't because it was career time and there was some but it was career time and I had to had to make my degree pay I had to buy a house I had to do this and I had to do that um and there was no time whatsoever for 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 doing content really um so it very much went on the back burner really um, but it's always there it's always it always has been right was the, there was the community because of the website you built, was the community still alive even though the content wasn't or did it all kind of die or kind of taper off? Yeah, it went away. It went away. And it it was it was such a thing. It was such a thing and it's such a shame. Like my, my website had thousands of people on it. Um and and it just shows I, I had to be not I just had to keep things moving on it to keep people going, you, you know, um with content and doing the leagues and things like that. Um I had to be there. Um, which actually, looking back on it, it's taught me a lot on what I need to do. It's exactly what now. I was thinking now. Because you got to feed mm. that engine. You got to keep people yeah. engaged. Yeah. For better or worse, yeah. you have to do it. Yeah, definitely, one hundred percent. Yeah, so it went away basically, um, and yeah, that led us to the beginning of last year. Really, what <laughs> what point was it went away? What point was your because were you doing any live at this point, or was it all YouTube and the website? It was all YouTube and the website. So how big YouTube was your YouTube content. at this point? Honestly, this this is one thing that I'm beginning to work on again, because I'd put on there up to that point, I would guess five to 600 videos and only had a 1,000 subscribers to show for it. It was pure passion. It was pure passion that I was still doing it, uh, because I certainly wasn't getting the views or the comments. To, to warrant that effort but, 600 reps that's and then you think about that times the amount of content the, the content had to be created then the editing had to be done and the thought behind the, the content yeah that's yeah, a yeah. lot and of I, time I, in some some of the stuff like hands up was very rushed but then other stuff it, it this these are the ones that make it painful when you've really thought out an idea and you you really take your time and you you really put it out there and it's like right YouTube do your thing. Uh, I've I've had six views in the last three weeks or or whatever you know and it's just like oh right time to make another one, and and I think I think that's the sometimes the difference as well, but uh, between whether people do or don't. Yeah. So coming up, you've now you've been in the workforce. I'm guessing this is a couple of years you've been mm-hmm. communities on the back shelf, YouTube's on the back shelf. It's kind of declining or is declining. 
and mm -hmm. you're in the workforce. You've got a job. Yep. You've got the family. You've got the house. What would changed? Um, so one thing I've become is kind of like a mental health advocate because I had like an issue and it it was, I don't mind talking about it. I like had severe stress like caused by work and I had no idea what was happening to me at the time. And I had time off work and things and, and time to assess what was going on in my life. And to a lesser extent, I realized that what I was doing was trying to please other people and these tick boxes that I perceived other people to have for me. Um, and uh, yeah, because it was like last January-ish, I had a, a talk with my girlfriend and really it was all I could think about. I said, um, I need to make this thing happen. Like how I've been doing my career, I now need to put into pit lanes. I can't explain it to you. I need the support. I know it won't make any sense to you, but I promise you if I put everything into this, it can be something, but I need to put everything into it. No half measures. And uh, she said, go for it. So uh, yeah, last, last January, because I was struggling. I don't know why. I just identified I needed to do me, not what I thought other people. You've got your responsibilities, of course, um, but... I needed to really look at what I needed to do with pit lanes, basically, to push God, it forward. Oh, goosebumps as you said that I needed to do me. What a yeah, powerful, yeah. powerful message and realization that you had, and I'm so glad that you had it. It's it's a difficult thing because, uh, unfortunately, like I, I was still doing my day job all last year through through COVID and being at home, and I was also doing pit lanes and streaming and things like that, and it's it's unreal the the work that needs to be put in to these days um and unfortunately beginning this year again stress because of work it's high pressure environment um i was juggling both and just couldn't deal with it so i've made the choice i know which one i want and it's not the career that i studied for basically um i want to do the one i want to do which is this so ah it's so powerful I mean, the last year has been tough on everybody. Um, mm. Never mind juggling two jobs and trying to be a father yeah. um, at the same time. So, when when you were working, what were you actually working on, just to give listeners an idea of? So, I was a building information modeling manager. So, when there is um, a new building being built, we'll say a train station, for example. I would be the guy that all the 3D models would come through and all the building information would come through and I would federate it into a big 3D model um, and, and tie it in with laser scans and things like that so that all the subcontractors and everyone were talking on the same page and the people on site could build it in one go rather than mess messing things up. My my, uh, my dad, Will, managed to do something similar. Was like, I think it was, was it CAD, AutoCAD? Um, yeah, yeah. He was doing that for steel, steel plants. Um, yeah, yeah. So, okay. so I take I take stuff from guys like that and and put it all together with everyone else's, basically. That's awesome. Uh, so you were doing that. You're juggling both. You, what was your job like, term time wise? Like it was like a nine to five. Was it uh, seven thirty till four uh, without the overtime, basically? So that was the struggle. I would stream till midnight, 
and then I would be awake, and then you don't go to sleep. You're awake till one, two anyway, because you can't just switch off. And then I'd be awake quarter six in the morning um, to get sorted for work. And when you're doing, this is, uh, I actually got a thermometer for my room because I was wondering how hot it was in here. When you're doing 100% Formula One races with, with your wheel and everything, and it gets to 38 degrees in your room, it's hard going every night as well. It's just so tiring, but we are where we are, so it's worth it. But it's, it, I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> it, it. There is something to be said about that, right? Like you, Because of the reality of your situation, you had to do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that was the thing, and and I'm always very much, how can I make this work? And if if do doing this whole creation uh, thing, it, it's all about life balance, and that's the main motivation behind it. So I get to take my daughter to school, I get to pick her up from school, I get to be a present dad, uh, because I I was done with being sat in an office and being told by someone I couldn't go and see my daughter in a nativity because of this bridge being built I, you know uh I, I i'm i want to be a dad and that's my my number one so how can i make that happen um i think this can make that happen so let's try basically was the thought process there's probably elements i'm guessing from your your own upbringing where your dad was away all the time you were like i don't yeah. want to be away all exactly the time. completely completely um so yeah i realized the value in that the value in having you know your parents about and and things like that and i wanted to be that uh and, and supportive and things like that um so now i take my daughter to school in the morning i get home i have a cup of coffee stream stop streaming go pick her up from school have my dad time once she's in bed stream again that's my thing basically sounds like the ideal world so over the last year when you you made that decision to start streaming again um mm -hmm and content started picking up in January last year, what were the results that you were seeing? Um, so not much. It's, it's, it's crazy when I think back to it now because I was over the moon with the tiniest win, if you like. You know, I, I remember having 10 people concurrently and just freaking out and loving it. Uh, and then 30 and then 40. And what happened was I got to this point where... I was getting over 100 concurrently. And then one night, I, I remember because I very nearly cried on stream. I, I, I was racing on Formula One and I, I hit an algo spike on Facebook and it took me to 1200 concurrent. And it was unreal. And I had people tell me after that I just, I seemed to just take it in my stride. And and that I'd not, I didn't pay it. People were freaking out in chat, like regular You're like people. melting internally. Yeah, yeah. But internally, my feet on my pedals were shaking. Like I was, I was shaking. Like, am I really, is that really happening? You know? And I remember I finished, I did, it's one of those situations. I didn't want to turn off my stream, but I had the reality. I'm, 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 I'm up in five hours. I've got to turn it off. You know, I've got to perform in work tomorrow. But that, that was so i started doing this sort of hard in january and that was probably march time and that was like the bit i needed like that's a reality you know you look at stone uh, and darkness and other people on on the facebook platform because that's where i am and you see their numbers it's like that's like unobtainable and now i'm i'm like no nah, it's not they've done it 
like it, if if you really apply yourself and you've got something you can do it so that's that's the trajectory sort of thing that's um, yeah and it's true and it, but the, the thing yeah. is you push through a lot to get to that point and you put yourself mm -hmm. out there repeatedly repeatedly even when you didn't feel like it you kept doing it mm -hmm. yeah yeah fast forward um you were starting to see consistent viewership on on facebook that was mm -hmm. probably very exciting you're still juggling a job that was challenging. Mm -hmm. COVID happens. So numbers were generally up, like, you know, people watching content yeah. was up, but it was probably one of the most stressful, intense times for the entire world um, over the last yeah. year. That came to a head for you in mm -hmm. in January of this year, you said mm -hmm. it was, you had like a moment of like, this is too much. I can't. I can't. Yeah, yeah, this year, yeah. I can't do all this. What gave you the balls, quite frankly, to make that decision that you could pack in this stable career that you know has kind of got guaranteed results. Well, this is the thing. I, you know, I'm I'm not bad at what I do, <laughs> um, uh, and it's comfy and nice salary, a company car, and things like this. And it, I realised they're just things, um, and it is completely. You think that money is going to right all the wrongs in your life. Uh, and it's not true. It's just not true. It does make certain things easier, but it's not true. Um, and I really th thought long and hard, like, c could I have a lot less money and be happier? And the answer was yes, really. Um, so I took a long time and, and, and I actually, I, I spoke to my dad about it as well and, and friends and everyone just said, do it basically and i'm like well it's it's my life i've got to make this choice and it's a really difficult thing uh but i made the choice it's yeah and it's scary it's super scary like if if i was if if i was pre uh studying rich working in warehouses and that it'd have happened a long time ago but i also wouldn't have succeeded the way i have because I wouldn't have had the same drive. But now I, I'm very aware of my responsibilities and it's like, this works or, you know, alternative. So, um, but I like this because it's, it's such a strange thing because 18, 24 months ago, had I thought about going alone, having my own limited company and being my own boss and doing everything myself, that would have scared me to death. And now it's all I want. It's all I want to control my own sort of output and, and where I focus my energy. That's uh, exciting. How I think a lot of people might struggle with giving themselves the time to ask that question that you asked yourself. And it's not the first time you've asked because you, you mentioned you had it a long time ago and you took that time off work and you were doing inner searching. How did you do that again this time? And is there anything that for folks listening that maybe have really had a tough year? And I think a lot of people actually ask themselves that question. I think, I think you have to be at a level of success already you know because especially if you've got responsibilities you can't you can't just jack in your job you can't do that because you know you have bills to pay and and that's even more stressful than the alternative so i got to a point where i me i was on this sort of level and I really, I, I'm really methodical. And I looked at data from when I've been on leave previously and streamed in the days. And I'm like, the data shows me that if I had day streams, I'd do all right. And you, I think you have to be brave, but you do have to really look at what you've got surrounding you. Like, 
is it a sensible option and can you live with what you've got going on you know um it uh, it's such a unique thing i think an individual thing because i I'd, I'd never tell anyone that they should quit the job and become a streamer um because that would be crazy if you've got no, no community or anything like that but you get to a point and it's you just have to be brave you can see it's there and that's all I decided I had to do. Just be brave. And if it works, it works. And uh, luckily so far it is. So Yeah, let's touch on that a little bit. How's things been going since since January and you made that, that switch? Did, did oh. your mentality, I'm guessing, has just changed quite substantially? Yeah, so, I mean, every, people on stream have, have said how I'm quite clearly happier and things like this. Um, but I can't exactly remember the month that I became involved with Pipeline, but it's not very long ago. And I was on the front page and I saw my face there and it said 18,000 followers. And we hit 24,000 last night. And uh, so I'm tracking at about 1,000 followers a week currently. Um and you know uh very very happy to be involved with pipeline uh and, and a couple of other sort of sponsors as well um the community is getting bigger every day um and that's one thing that i absolutely love that's one thing like touching back to the old website i wanted a meaningful community i wanted a meaningful community and how how i took a long time and actually with pipeline uh, it's not a plug uh, the 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 play the playbook and it was about there's a certain bit about your niche and i'm not an actor i'm not a guy who dresses up i'm not this i'm not that and and it was really powerful to me when i realized i'm just me and everyone's an individual um and that's the best gimmick everyone has got you know you're already something unique so that was my whole approach just go in as me and tell people this is what I'm about and this is what I'm trying to do. I'm really honest on stream that this is what I want to do. And it's just spawned this really supportive... It is a generally male-orientated community. Uh, just motor racing it is. There are some females around, which is cool, diversity and things. Um, but it's a really good place with the mental health and things. That people are really supportive of each other. And it's just fantastic. It's exactly what I hoped I might be able to build. So it's just growing really, really quickly. My my target's 50K by the end of the year. So, yeah. That's really exciting, man. I'm, I'm so stoked for you. And you can just see the grin from cheek to cheek on your face as we're <laughs> on this podcast. For those of you who are watching our video, you should definitely, or you, if you're not, you should go check it out. He's got a cheek to cheek grin um, on his face. Uh, it's incredible. And I'm sure, obviously, if you're, your daughter, she's growing up, she's probably starting to understand like this thing that you do. Uh, she's kind of wrapping mm. her head around a little bit. What an incredible way to look up to you and, and learn from you and that you've taken control of your own life. Well, uh, it's interesting. There are a couple of things. One thing I do is uh, I email her. Like uh, when she's 18, she'll get the username and password for the email. So she's going to see that whole transition because you know i've emailed her since she was about two i think as me as ah, not not as a dad but as rich and and early on i explained these are going to be rich not your dad and i'm talking to you as a person seeing my way through life trying to do the best i can for you and God, things like I'm gonna that i'm going to start crying rich <laughs> so i do that so she's going to see this 
through that perspective and what's just been happening over the last, you know. But also I spoke to her a few weeks ago. It's so funny. And right near where I live, there's a project going up that I was sort of managing the information for um, up until recently. And I drove past it and I pointed at it and I said, what do you like more, that Daddy, like, basically managed that or that I'm a I'm a streamer and she was like that you're a streamer and she's super excited and and that that makes me happy so that makes me even more determined to to make it as successful as possible you know that one day I may be able to look at legacy and how how it how it can continue beyond sort of beyond me and bigger than me sort of thing um, well without a doubt she's gonna she already is inspired by you but she's gonna be even more inspired by the fact that you're an entrepreneur building those kind of, like that is gonna unlock a new way of thinking that trad- traditionally most families in the uk don't get i didn't get it um no no exactly and and, and this is the thing this is the, the thing that i've learned most on this journey is that if you have some form of dream you know and it's at least semi-realistic that it can be achieved you know I'm never going to be a professional football player sort of thing um you know there's no reason you can't like I I have given this everything for the last 18 24 months like everything um and it's tiring but it it shows in the product you know at the end that you do grow and and it is it is incredible. So if people are wanting to be a streamer and a content creator, just hit it hard. Like be very clear about what you want from it and go for it. You know, it's it's amazing. I, yeah, I, I think that, that message, be clear what you want from it, right? I think mm-hmm. when that you can truly feel that and button, it's like to your core, it's like you, you know why you want this. Mm-hmm. That's enough like, motivation to go after it. For me, every single day now, um, and this is powerful for me to say, I wake up uh, energized, motivated, and happy, which I've not be able, been able to say for a long time, that I know today, you know, in a couple of hours, I'm going to go live again, and I'm going to entertain hundreds of people and make their day a little bit better. I absolutely love that. I love I love doing that for people that, you know, people think it's a bit weird, you know, you, you that people might pay a subscription to streamers and things, you know, it's just like Netflix or whatever. And th- when people first started saying that they had me on their TV as a couple watching me, it's just, that's insane. Like what? <laughs> but it's brilliant to be able to offer that to people, that little bit of escape, me, me doing a race or driving a truck or something like that, that I can communicate with them and make their day a little bit better. I absolutely love that impact on people. So, Well, Rich, that's an incredible way to, to wrap up this podcast. Um, I am incredibly humbled that we got the chance to, to record this and also just stoked to be on the ride with you. Um, I'm really excited for not only what you've accomplished in the last 18 to 24 months, but where you're going. Um, there's clearly an energy and a determination that you have um, that is unstoppable, quite frankly. Uh, and as a fellow Brit, it is awesome to see because we don't have many folks like that back home. So... It's great to see you. Well, thank you, and thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you.